Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. This episode rocked. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Manthe. I'm here for another Survivor Recap, uh, Survivor Season 29, Episode 3. And I'm here with my lovely co-host. Thank you, Justin Walter and Jerry. <laughs> for the people who are not viewing us and are just listening to us, you have to go to YouTube and check out how we look because Jerry looks beautiful today. Oh, She's thanks. wearing this like dress, her hair is done amazing, and uh, <laughs> you look like the queen of Survivor that you are, Jerry. Oh, stop. And then I'm like slumming it in my Jeff Probst Survivor hat. I was inspired to wear it because I love when he wears his hats on the show and that I own one and I try to pretend to look like him sometimes. You kind of do look like him right now, actually. Oh, thank you. You do. (laughs) Immunity up for grabs. (laughs) Guys, ready? And go. The tribe has spoken. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. But first, let's address the elephant in the room. Oh, what else? Who's missing? Oh, my gosh. So this is... Every, <laughs> let me just tell you the true behind the story here. Ryan every, is afraid of me. Ryan Ryan's afraid, afraid of, of Jerry. There is a battle going on. And literally every week, we're like, it's going to be the three of us. And last week, Jerry went MIA because she was at the chiropractor. And yeah, she I hurt myself. hurt herself. Are you okay? I'm fine. She's I'm fine. fine. And then this week, 10 minutes before getting here, I see Ryan's picture pop up on my phone. And when that happens, I know he's going to say, I something's can't make going it. On. He got out of work late. <laughs> he's like, it takes an hour to get there. There's no way I'll be there on time. 
time. I'm sorry. Wah, wah, wah. But all I got to say is I am the constant of this show. I'm here every <laughs> week. And uh, I love being Because you're crazy, here. Justin. That's why. You're absolutely crazy but for you, Survivor. That chiropractic work did you great, Jerry. I just feel like you're glowing or something tonight. Uh, you know, I've been getting in touch with my feminine side lately oh. and wearing dresses more often. Okay. And I've realized the perfect way to blow dry my hair is just to roll the window down on the way here. <laughs> it works, ladies. Just a little tip for you. Well, there you go. A phenomenal <laughs> episode last night. Unbelievable. Um, it was called Actions versus Accusations. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, there was a lot going on in this one episode that, I mean, I was on the edge of my couch the entire time, like just waiting. It was John all over the place. The, rock the, in the cradle. The Not guy, rock in the cradle, rock in the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, there have been instances in the past where racism has come up as an issue on Survivor, but this took the cake. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was proven in like the tabloids, the media, and everything yeah. to be a racist and a homophobe, mm-hmm. which are two things you can't do on Survivor and expect to get far once people realize that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that is his past. His past is he did the you know the interview and he was he made racist and homophobic comments. You know, granted that, and he has a history of those yeah. in his life. But on Survivor, I would categorize him more as a sexist because. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, everything he's done, or, you know, we didn't get racial slurs. We didn't get, you know, homophobic comments in Survivor. In, yeah. In John well, not Rocker's, that we heard. That we heard. In yeah. John Rocker's Survivor life, we didn't get those things. But what we did get last episode and this episode were a lot of sexist comments. A lot. And him being very misogynistic towards women. Ooh, nice word. Yes. <laughs> we are smart here. <laughs> we, we are. Try to be very smart. <laughs> But it's just, I mean, he is such a character as a reality TV character because he's so cocky. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind why they cast him on Mm -hmm. this season. I mean, it was, you look at somebody with a background like that and you know the people you're already casting on the show and the different categories. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer stories of people and and you're I mean I know that they were hoping that there would be some of that that would come up and sure enough I mean it did the mm-hmm. fact that he was uh, here's the thing I didn't see any sense of remorse from him no. anytime someone brought up the fact that they knew who he was yeah. and what he had said I never heard him say you know man I I really regret saying all that stuff in my past I don't feel that way it was yep. blown out of proportion there was no excuses there yeah. was no remorse yeah 
So which led me to believe that it was true. Well, and what's interesting is, you know, you look at someone like John Rocker and you ask yourself, why did he go on Survivor? What was his personal reason to go on Survivor? Right. A lot of people would put or would have guessed his personal reason to go on a show like Survivor would be to redeem himself. Would be to redeem himself. And would be to go on and have that story of, I said these things, this is how people view me. I want to change. I have changed and that is not me today, and I'm going to show and prove that. That was nowhere, nowhere. in this season. Nowhere to be found at all. And even you last week weren't here, but you were saying, and you saw he was on Twitter just making rude comments to people. Horrible, Just horrible being a jerk. Things. And it's interesting because that arc of that redemption story that, you know, Lisa um, Welchel... Did I say her last name yes, wrong? Yes, you did. No, you said it right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said her. I <laughs> loved her season because her story was all about, like, you know, her past, but then who she is today. And we grew in this story with her. You know, Colton had that yeah. opportunity of a redemption story, which he did not do. Right. Here is the opportunity for John Rocker to have a redemption story. He didn't take that opportunity. No. Which shows to try. me he didn't want that. He didn't. That's not why he went on the show. Right. I'd be curious, you know, if we get to get down on the red carpet again this year. To ask him, mm-hmm. I want to hear his story. I want to, I want to see some sense of remorse, so that I can actually care about him as a person. But because right now, I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, I have absolutely no reason to tune into Survivor to watch him. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's interesting because on a on a personal level, it's like yes, it's good he's gone. On a strategic level, I don't think it was a smart decision. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that. But first, you know, before we get into deep, let's uh, let's check out a little message here from our good friends at the Dish Network. Wherever you live in this great country of ours, Dish can bring you great TV from the big city to the farmlands. High on a mountain or low in the valley, Dish delivers all the great movies, shows, and sports you can handle. Monthly packages start at just $19.99 a month for 12 months. This is your day, America. Get Dish and get thousands of TV shows and movies on demand and free installation in up to six rooms. Visit dish.com slash after buzz. That's dish.com slash after buzz. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee and other restrictions apply. Requires a clear view of the Southern Scott. Call for details. Did he just say we can get Dish for just nineteen ninety nine a month? Well, yes, he did, dear. And what do we pay for TV now? A whole lot more than that, dear. And why do we do that? I don't know. Get Dish. Go to dish.com slash afterbuzz. That's dish.com slash afterbuzz. Well, you know, I just started taking voiceover lessons, yeah. and that guy has a great voice. No, don't you listen to voices so differently after oh, com- you do something like completely that? Completely differently, yeah. What do they categorize? Like, role, what kind of role would you be? Um, I'm not sure yet. I think my brand might be somewhere in the seductive selling. Oh, shocking. Like chocolates <laughs> and, you know, chocolates. lingerie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm exploring all avenues just at this don't point. Don't go the 1-800-sex <laughs> hotlines. Oh, no. No, I did that when I was 19. Oh, my God. The commercial, not the actual line. Oh, my God. Put that out there. Good God. Oh, jeez. All right. So the episode. Mm-hmm. Man, we open up... Um, you know, I, I didn't get to address this last week because I wasn't here, yeah. but John with the immunity idol and then Val lying about having the immunity idol. Having two. 
yeah, they recapped that at the top of this episode, and I was reminded once again at how ridiculously <laughs> stupid it was to lie about having two idols. This is why I think she did it. I think she knew that she was going to be voted out. Right. So then it's, I'm going to lie about having an idol to maybe sw- split the votes and maybe somehow get someone to switch. But why say two? But I didn't, You're going I didn't over think the top. she looked like she was on the chopping block at all. I, I think she I was bet kind she of, was, eh. but we didn't know it. I feel yeah. like that's what, what, what would have happened. But what we got insight into tonight, or last night, was how Josh, you know, when he found out that Val and Jacqueline were going to vote for Baylor as well, that's when he switched his vote because he realized, wait a minute. John's not working with me. And Baylor's going to actually go home, and that's not what I want. Right. So, you know, it would have her plan would have worked if Josh didn't figure it out. Josh is smart. He's the mastermind of the tribe right I'm now. I'm really digging his character as we as we get deeper into this. Um, Josh has uh, – he's seen things that are going to happen before they happen. And I didn't really give him that much credit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And already th- three episodes in, I'm like, oh, Josh. He's, he's a contender. He's the contender right now. He's, yeah. He's, and it's also we have to realize his tribe has lost three times in a row. So we're getting to see so much more of them. But right. on his tribe, he's the brain. He is the mastermind. Everybody likes him. Everybody's going to him on and what to do. And he's not talking about it, which he's is playing, very important. He's playing a good game. Yeah. So, yeah, at the top, Baylor was all sketched out, you know, and, he, and she said she doesn't trust anyone. Good. Yeah. Because you're on Survivor. You're not <laughs> supposed to trust anyone. I always love it when people say that. I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm glad you woke up and you're now part of the game. Good and I job. think this might be actually a blessing for Baylor because I think she's going to be a gamer and a player more than people are going to give her credit. I can see and that. And I think that because this has happened two weeks in a row and even what happened last night – she, I think, will have the balls or will have the guts to actually make moves against people and not play this wimpy girl card. Right. Which I like. Go, Baylor. I'm rooting for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm all about women who stand up and make stuff happen, for sure. Really, so, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, so we're over at the Hunapu tribe, and uh, Drew is trying to warn everyone that there's a storm coming. And that their roof is horrible. And it was. It was really bad. Yeah. And wasn't he the one who kind of took charge of the shelter in that first episode? He did take charge building. Remember, Julie yeah. was like, Drew's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we got a little hint of that for next week, that he's a kind of a, a not a smart. Yeah. What, what, what he said, I'm. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. I think he said something crazy. Like, he's. He's the kingpin. He's the. Yeah. No, he's a badass. Oh, he's a badass. And Jeremy said, no, he's just a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to see a little bit of that as well in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they all started weaving palm leaves. Now, let me just let me just paint a picture for you guys because I've been in this position I before. And, you know, it always sounds like a great idea. Let's weave the palm leaves together. <laughs> and it looks so nice. But... It is so frustrating and so hard to do. It is one of the most difficult things. What's so difficult about it? Um, Well, palm fronds are not soft. They're very, you know, rigid. And when you try to weave them together, there's a lot of uh, broken pieces. And, like, what you're trying to prevent is holes. And that's all the entire thing turns out being is a bunch of more holes. Oh, my gosh. So I'm watching them, and I'm like, okay, usually this only lasts for, like, a couple hours before people go, ah, screw this, we'll figure something else out. But there's Drew right in the middle, and he says, um, 
I'm not a weaver. <laughs> I have other assets, and weaving is not one of them. But you know what is. Blessing, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the, the balls on this guy to take a nap in the middle of everyone who's working. I, I, could, I was like, Drew's going home. He's it's going home. It's just moronic. Huge character flaw. Huge. It's moronic. It's just being oblivious to what is going around with you in that social circle. And this is one of the reasons why Natalie was cast and they wanted Natalie is because she's not afraid to just say what she's thinking. Oh. In this case and when we talk about it later. But Natalie just right out in front of everybody just being Drew. You, what are you doing? You're lazy. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> and she just goes at him right away, you know, and that sort of thing. Whereas other people would bite their tongue. Right. Although I, I loved what Keith said. He was like, uh, we still spank and whoop yeah. in the South. He's like, you know, he would have spanked and the crap was, out of his son. And that, and that was in his confessional, you yeah. know, so that was in private when you can say those things, whereas Natalie just says it to your face. Yeah, Natalie's not playing very smart. No. No, but you you want someone like Natalie at the end because no one's going to like her. The girl never shuts up or yeah. she has no filter. No filter. Well, tis, which is never a useful tool. No filter. In Survivor. Um, I do like her a lot more, though, that her sister is gone. Yeah. Like, I like her as a solo player and not, like, worried about the Twinnies, you know? Uh, yeah. I was kind of against the Twinnies being on this season. Um, but I do like her more as a solo, just focusing on her as one character compared to her with her twin. Yeah, I never even thought about that, actually. You being a twin, like, mm-hmm. if you feel any sense of understanding with their behavior towards each other. Well, it's a little different because my twin and I are not best friends like she is with her mm. twinny. So we would have had a different dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that play out. Yeah. Um, so Jeremy's strategy, you know, to him, he's excited that Drew's being a total dumbass because mm-hmm. he's like, that's the guy you want to take to the end. Yeah. He'll never win a million dollars. And I think Jeremy's that seems to me like that is his strategy going in is mm-hmm. to find as many people who are total tools yes. to take to the very end who could never win. He's looking for his sheep and he's yes. just gonna herd them to the end. And that's I think it's a smart move. And Jeremy is sociable and strategic and good enough to actually be able to start pulling that off. And I think we saw a little bit of his scary side on yes. this episode. Remember? I, I predicted you did. that there's episode one, there's the scary. It's in the eyes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at the reward challenge, that was the first time he gets to see that his wife, Val, is gone. And he looks directly at John and he's um, he's like, I'm gunning for you now, dude. I mean, that was that I think that was when I started to see the crumble of John on the show. What John said was dumb. (laughs) Oh, okay, Yeah. So then John said to Jeremy. Basically, I tried to save Val as much as I could. I'm sorry, bro. What are you thinking? (laughs) It is just like, then everybody on his tribe was like, what? What? Yeah. It's like, why are you trying to appeal to someone on the other tribe? You could explain it later at some other point. When you are just basically telling your tribe, I I went behind your back against the plan to help this one guy and his wife, and it didn't work out. But I'm going to apologize, but still be cool with you guys as well. What are you thinking, dude? He wasn't thinking. That was a really bonehead move. Like, what is the benefit of that? I I don't know. I was kind of wrapped up in the whole moment myself trying to figure out, was that, who was he trying to please? Was he trying to please everyone well he clearly wasn't pleasing his tribe because they didn't know about it right so what did he think he was going to get out of it by you know 
trying to make Jeremy understand that he tried to save. It was just, it was a weird moment. It was weird. It was kind of dumb. It was. It was just like, what are you thinking, dude? Right. Just like I have to say, honestly, the reward when uh, Jeff said, here's your rewards. (laughs) It's either the fishing gear that they didn't take last week or all these comforts. You guys should have taken the comforts. Real? What? (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. I was watching with a friend who I'm trying to get <laughs> back into Survivor. It was someone who watched in the beginning seasons, and I'm, like, trying to get people back into it. It's people who have trailed off a little bit. And I was like, immediately, it's like, duh, you take the fishing gear. Jerry! Nah. nah. Well, you've done it so many times. You're like, whatever, the yeah. fish, who cares? I'd rather be comfortable. It's Survivor. You're going to be hungry regardless <laughs> of what happens. But the one thing that is the most important, you soon find out, sleep. is sleep. Mm-hmm. And a tarp is, like... It's the difference between sleeping or not sleeping. Night and day. Not to mention mattresses and pillows and blankets. I mean, every time they bring something like that out, I'm like, oh, my God, they better take that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the opposite. Go with the survival item. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was a very interesting challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a balancing thing, again, with uh, it looked like kind of like the training for Pizza Hut or something. (laughs) (laughs) There are these like stacked things that look like total pizzas, and they've got to scoop it up with a ladle and carry it across the shaky bridge. I, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Oh, someone's going to get a job at a pizza oh my place gosh. after this." So funny! And, I'm and a dork. I watch <laughs> well on Twitter, and there's a website TV Trash Talk that they post these two minute funny videos, and they tweet us all the time. I love you guys. They're so hysterical, and they weren't doing Survivor. And I tweeted at them like, "No, you have to do Survivor." And they're doing Survivor again this season. Did you see the watch one? them? It's so funny. But now yeah. I'm laughing because when you said the pizza thing, I didn't click that they were. In this TV trash talk, he make he makes fun of Wes and Keith for like, oh, you're delivering pizzas, da, da, da. and it clicks now. Yes, because of what you just said. So you're completely in the same wavelength as that video. Two minutes long. You got to check it out. They're hysterical. Yeah, TV trash talk. Yeah, look for it on Twitter. TV we'll we'll post it. We retweeted it, but it's so no funny. Kidding, those guys are brilliant. brilliant. I want to work with you guys. <laughs> I already told them on Twitter. But it, it does look like it was like yeah, the pizza, the balance in the thing, and Keith was in the lead for most of it, and then Wes came back and, and came and, back from behind. Right, and Wes was like, I thought this is pretty horrible. He's like, oh, my dad will be really horrible at that. I'll take that challenge. It's smart, though. It was, but I don't, I mean, I I don't think I could, I guess I shouldn't say that. Like, if can you, you imagine if, if you, you were, and your, your sister, mom, no, let's say it were you and your sister out there, and you knew for uh, the Exile Island Challenge that, you know, she's terrible at balance, and it was balancing on a balance beam. Wouldn't you, you know? Yes, if it do was that? my sister, but not if it was my mom or my dad. Okay. I wouldn't throw them under the bus. I'd be, I would want, I would want to see them do good. I don't oh, know. geez. That's... The soft side of Jerry. Where is this coming from? I know. I can't. Well, I love my parents. I do have to say, if I were out there <laughs> I with, love my sister too, I, but if, we're competitive. If I were out there with my mom or something, I feel like I would be crying all the time. Like, right. Like, like with Missy and Baylor or like Keith and, and Wes. Like that mom, son, mom, father, or that just child connection and, yeah. and seeing your parents struggle like that. And, oh, yeah, I would Yeah, it's I very different than if you were there with your twin. You'd yeah. be like, yeah, he's really horrible. Yeah. I'm going to slaughter him. <laughs> so it was a very close race. Yeah. And, and I was happy to see Keith keep up with Wes for the most part, for the most point. But then Wes ends up li- winning, mm-hmm. and there was a moment I st- I I wanted to rewind it and watch it because I was still trying to figure out what Keith said um, when he got emotional. Yeah, and Jeff was like, you know, hey Wes, do you see this kind of emotion 
typically and he's like no man something grandma oh, grandpa something yeah, or other the only and time I, was when his the grandpa and great-grandparent died oh, so that that's it? what it was he's only seen his dad emotional or crying those two moments oh, okay okay and and then he's seeing his dad cry here on survivor and then he starts crying and i was like where did this waterworks come from i know here we go again with the waterworks i started tearing up well you can't help but tear up they uh. throw in that little music on the, the very <laughs> sensitive touchy-feely music underneath yeah. the, the whole tone of the thing and Next thing you know, you're you're crying. I know. But yeah, when they when they then had the option of the gear or the comfort, mm-hmm. I was just like, you guys, what are you? Thinking? It was smart, guys. I'm glad you chose the fishing gear. Well, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It was a smart decision, Jerry. <laughs> we already saw John Rocker bring back catfish at night, and they were all feasting on it. So good move. Oh, guys. he had one fish for eight people. Hey, yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's, it's like a tease. It's not. It's not worth it unless you get your whole fish to yourself. <laughs> then it's worth aye, it. Aye, aye. What did you think of Wes choosing? And I knew he was going to pick Josh. Like when he had to pick someone, I literally was like, Josh, you're going to pick Josh. And he picked Josh. I did not see that coming. You didn't um, see that coming? No. Really? No, I did not see that coming. Um, I thought it was an interesting choice. Um, re- but it was, I mean, I can see where it was a good choice. Why did you see that coming? I saw it immediately because I feel like everyone on that tribe trusts Josh. So they would want to oh, put they would want to put who they trust with their loved one. So Josh is going to be there a lot, is what you're saying? Uh, possibly, you know. In my <laughs> mind, I was thinking Wes is thinking like I want to put someone there who I can, who I already trust. And Josh is like everybody's number one person. Like everybody is working with Josh. It's true. John Rocker said, you know, I'm not a homo, I'm not homophobic because my number one ally is a gay guy here. You right. know, then Baylor, I'm my number one guy is Josh. Then Wes, my number one guy. Everybody thinks Josh is their number one ally. That's a very smart position for Josh to be in for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So. Um, I thought it was interesting. Then after the challenge, uh, we go over to the Hunapu tribe, mm-hmm. and Julie is just mm-hmm. losing it, and she walks off on her own. And I remember someone said, uh, "You know, they were all trying to figure out this relationship with John." Jeremy tells everyone about John's yes. history, and then one of them says, "You know, I could totally see John voting." Julie off without even thinking twice about it. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I did. Oh, I missed that. Because I realized in that moment, she's going to be better off without him. Oh my gosh, this is a blessing for her totally. that he's gone. If she plays it wisely, this was the best thing that could have happened to 100%. her. 100%. Yeah. He has no shot of winning mm-hmm. and she could have a shot and the fact that he's gone now is a hopefully a clean slate for her. I kind of like her. I mean, from what I've seen, I feel like she's got a good social game, possibly. Mm-hmm. She could be a good player, and she'll make moves against people, like be a strong, competitive woman. And the one moment that I thought was touching was I really like Missy, too, on that tribe, like that Missy went after her to comfort her. She and does it. She's like the mom She's figure. the mom, and she yeah. seems cool, and she seems good. But, you know, then you have Natalie saying, she she doesn't have the right to cry. She has her loved one still in the game, you know, and, like, that kind of thing. Like, John's still here. Why is she crying? We should be the ones crying. Yeah, which is selfish and stupid. <laughs> 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 Everyone has a right to cry on Survivor. It's horrible. You're absolutely... Horrible conditions and uncomfortable. You're starving. You haven't slept. Everyone deserves to cry. The way I interpreted it was a couple things. One, she could be crying because she cares for John. That's her boyfriend, and she's seeing. Oh my gosh, he's being targeted on my tribe. And he's like in a terrible position. Then two, 
why I would be crying is this guy's going to screw up my freaking game. Yeah. Like this guy is I have no chance because this guy's screwing up my game. Yeah, because she even said something about how he put her in a very difficult position Mm -hmm. just being who he is. Yeah. Which speaks volumes of their relationship. Yeah. I mean, if I were her, I'd be playing the card in the game like, hey, you know what? I'm breaking up with him as Ooh. soon as I get home. So if you guys give me a million dollars, he's not going to get a penny of it. Cause that I'm break- would be I'm so up. smart. Like, after all this, I'm done. Like, I've had to deal with this crap my whole life with him or my whole relationship with him. Yeah. This is it. That was the final straw. The way he talked to you. That's not acceptable. I cannot. I'm breaking. That would be so smart if she did that. Yeah. And then she gets almost like they almost look at her as like a you go girl. Yeah. Like almost like a heroic type. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you break up with him. Wow. That's. I think that's good. Yeah, because um, everyone kept saying, you know, now she's going to have to play her own game. Yeah. And I just think that that puts her in a great place. Yes. So I think maybe we might have to keep our eye on her after all. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say a lot, so I no. haven't. I, I have no reason to like or dislike. Her. The only people that say a lot on the, the that tribe, though, that we see are Jeremy so far because we haven't seen development like Reed. I have no idea what Reed is about. You know, not a clue. John, I know no don't much about him. Like, there's so many people in that tribe where there's still question marks. Kelly, the blonde, still confuse her with Jacqueline sometimes. Totally. It's just kind of like we don't really. There's no development yet on the blue tribe besides Jeremy because he went to exile his wife. All these sort of Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. But everyone else in the blue tribe, I'm kind of still like question mark, question mark, which is. In my mind, from my experience of playing in my own games, I run reality games and I play in a bunch of just did a 10-week long survivor competition this summer. I was on the tribe that won. It was 10-week longs. I was on the tribe that won every challenge. In history, I think, shows a lot of times, maybe not necessarily on the real show, but the tribe that is forced to play the game and lose and lose and lose, those people play the game much better in the long run than you the people. So? I, th- I, th- I think that someone on this orange tribe is going to win the whole thing. Ooh, there's making a that prediction. little prediction. But and I think <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think it, I think Baylor or Josh are my top two right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, see. they're definitely worth keeping your eye on. Yeah. Um, so at Exile Island, I thought it was a very interesting little play between Keith and Josh yeah. because they both recognize that they're, they come from two totally different worlds. Yeah. And this is the only place where two people like them would have the opportunity to sit down and talk one on one and get to know each other. And stripped of, you know, society and technology and everything, just mm-hmm. kind of bare bones on an island. You have nothing to do but relate to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I have eaten those. Snails, snails that oh. are on the rocks. Are they tasty? They're disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like eating a really hard piece of chewing gum. Oh. It's hard to swallow, and they we used to call them eyeballs. They look like eyeballs what's after, the after nu- you boil them. What's the nutritional value then? Oh, I'm sure it's 100 percent protein, okay. but they're disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, I went, there was like, oh yeah, I've had those before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun seeing their dynamic, and I think. It's it's just for part of the game. It's just uh, putting Josh in a better position with all these people. Oh, for sure. You know? It was a great moment for Josh and Keith to bond. So that in the, the hick and the gay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like what they said. The unlikely bond. Yeah. And Keith's like, he's a good boy. He's he's just not my boy. And, and I, I, yeah. I, I was thinking of Rudy in that moment. Uh, Remember how he's like. My bed's over there, and his bed's over there. Ain't gonna be no spooning tonight. And, and <laughs> I, I think this is me getting a little philosophical, but one of the reasons oh, I do. one of the reasons I love reality TV, and I actually did a speech on this in college when I was a sophomore in college, 
I did the positive lessons of reality TV because everybody always talks about the negative of reality TV. That was a perfect example of the positives of reality TV where it can put two people from completely different walks of life in a position where they realize at the core they are more similar than they are different on a human level. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about something like Survivor and these shows that they can have positive life lessons to take away from it. And that is one of them. You know, I, I look forward to the day that you get on a reality show, Justin, <laughs> and we can revisit this conversation. Oh, my gosh. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it's the price <laughs> that is paid for these positive experiences well. <laughs> sometimes isn't really worth it. All right. Well, Jerry, I'll let you know what I think. I can't wait till you get on a reality show, Justin. Oh, uh, and you have to host whatever after Buzz. I mean, clearly I want it to be Survivor, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so back at Coyopa, John gets one fish. I think he might have gotten two total. Yeah. And everyone's picking at these tiny little microscopic pieces. And, you know, Baylor starts trying to work her angles to get John out. And he was sleeping right there. It's like, wouldn't you be a little more cautious? if I would pretend to sleep on Survivor all the time. Like, I would pretend to sleep to see what I hear. You know when the merge, when they pass around booze? I would pretend to take swigs of it and pretend I'm drunk and then be like, I'm so drunk. You're my number one ally. Like, I totally... So people think you're saying something drunk, it's true, and then... Knife in the back. Like, is, is that what you think? People would, think that when you're drunk, you speak the truth. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. Justin. But I mean, she was she was. Playing, <laughs> I want to live in your perfect bubble. She was playing the game and playing like you guys. Let's get John out. Let's get him out. But he was sitting right there. I was like, whoa, that's a little risky. It did look like they were close, but I I'm sure yeah. there was enough distance. There had to have been. Mm -hmm. You know, again it. I will say this, John is smart because sleeping on the ground is always way more comfortable than sleeping on that bamboo. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I don't even know why anybody does the bamboo thing anymore. It's so painful. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the smartest thing would be to dig a house underneath the wa underneath the sand. All right, Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were being a smart ass. I was being a smart ass because I remember you. Oh, the my worst God. night of your life. Oh, it was. It's Survivor All-Stars. <laughs> is the worst <laughs> night of my life and that is the total truth no lie oh gosh oh my gosh so the immunity challenge you know when they they did like an aerial view of what was going on that looked like such a cool crazy challenge yeah. right like a big spider web of yeah. some sort and all i could think was ouch yes <laughs> Once they showed they, you, like, how low to the ground. They've done a lot of, like, uh, crawling under these bamboo poles and and rocky mud this season. And as everybody's getting, like, down and gritty. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, that does affect your gameplay when you have an injury or you get your knees skinned up so bad that they're, yeah. you know, you saw Baylor's knees at the end. Like, just, just scabby and, and bloody. Scabby, yeah. It's just, it's just one more thing that adds to your discomfort. Mm -hmm. So... I saw that and I was like, oh God, this is going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We start with the uh, two older guys sitting out, mm -hmm. which of course, I forget who it was. They had to point it out. Jeff Probst said it. <laughs> yeah. The older, yeah. the older guys. Oh, the old guys are sitting out. All yeah, right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. And first up, we had John and Natalie and Josh and Baylor. Okay. So the Orange Tribe was stupid. They were so dumb. Because why would they put their worst pair first to repeat? Like, that was... Because the Blue Tribe has mm. one more pair. 
Right. So the orange tribe, like how I, I use colors. So I just sent two people twice. They put Josh and Baylor first, which means they would have to go again. But they were good. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. Baylor didn't make one shot. They were good at crawling. But then Baylor was the one shooting the balls both times, and she never even came close. So that was like, yes, you can be good at crawling, but the most important part is shooting. So, you know, Josh was dragging Baylor's butt through really fast, and they always got to the ball first. They were hauling ass under there. I couldn't believe how fast. Amazing, really quick. Yeah. But Baylor, maybe she just, they didn't realize before the challenge that she wouldn't be able to hit a shot. You know, maybe she thought, I played basketball in junior high or whatever it was, but she was terrible at shooting the ball. I think they were probably thinking more, who can get us to the ball faster yeah. than the actual throwing of the ball? Because Wes and, uh, is it Alec? Alec. Alex. Yeah, Wes and Alec and Missy and Julie went next. They, they were really good. Yeah, they were. And that and Alec totally smashed right into Julie. Mm-hmm. and I. I mean, I, that was an accident. That yeah. first time was a total accident. The the smashes that happened later were on purpose. Definitely. Which, you know, again, do you really want to purposely try to hurt somebody when you're going to eventually have to play the game with them? Yeah. Or what if they could have just, you know how they were tethered? Like when you're going through, like grab the tether and yank the tether compared to like hitting the person. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, no. I, I think that would have taken a little bit more thought. You know, they were just like, yeah, boom, like crashing into much, each other. Too much. So the first one goes to John and Natalie, and then the second one went to Wes and Alec. Um, and then we had Drew and Reed against John and Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. And again, Jacqueline, it took me a second to figure out which one she was. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Um, and I mean, John went out of his way. To smash into somebody. Mm-hmm. And he is a big dude. He's a beast. Yeah, you can't do that beast. to skinnier, you know, more fragile people. Yeah. I, this is where we started to really see his bad sportsmanship come mm-hmm. out. And I just don't ever think it's smart to purposely go after someone. Yeah. You never when know. When it's not needed. Yeah, it's not. Because I mean, really that that one or two seconds is not going to no, make the difference. It's really not. Yeah. Um, so then John and Jacqueline win. Uh, next up, we had Josh and Baylor again. Again. And they lost every time they went up. Yeah, and Jeremy and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and John was just razzing them from the sidelines. Yeah. He was, when Jeremy was trying to shoot the ball, he was going, new, new, new. I was like, what? I couldn't even figure out what he said. What are those noises? It was like, new, new noises. Okay. Uh, Jeremy and Kelly win. Wes and Alec and John and Natalie go up. Um, another big crash. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, basically, John and Natalie win. And then the win goes to... Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunapu. You say it very well. Thank you. Hunapu. Hunapu. And Koyopa lost. <laughs> yes. Again. Blue wins again. Yes. And then um, we get the big blow up. And yeah. Then suddenly, it seemed almost like it was out of nowhere. Natalie decides she is going to spew hate... And truth to whatever level and uh, just nastiness at John. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that started. Do you, I mean, do you remember anything specific? I don't think. I think it was just obvious. I think it was. Frustration. After, frustration after the reward. I mean, after Exile Island challenge. 
and then the whole conversation and Jeremy rallying everybody against John Rocker and them all being mad that this homophobic racist is on their season. Maybe and she was thing. just trying to expose him to the tribe I that he's on. Probably. In case they didn't and, know. And the taunting and just, you know, like we saw, Natalie went at Drew for not weaving. Natalie's the type of person who doesn't have a filter, so if something's bothering her, even if it's on the other tribe, she's going to go after them. Right. And you she's know? been on Amazing Race twice, so she understands that people who speak their mind and are the loudest get the most TV time. Eggs. <laughs> I mean, I honestly was going to ask you, how much of you think in her mind is she knows how to make good TV? Of course she does. You know, she's been on The Amazing Race twice. Right. And there is that some sort of element of what she caused was huge in, in a survivor fight kind of verbally, and it riled him up. And she started it. I'm surprised, and you know, maybe some of this might have been in the editing, how much John actually took before he came back at her. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, if you were a man, I'd punch your teeth out right now. Oh, my God. But I was like, here we go. But I, she just would not let up. And at some no. point, I'm like, all right, you've made your point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the... the Dale. The, yeah, he was like eventually like, look, all right, it's over. Can we just go back to camp? Yeah, and Dale please? the whole time was like, John, don't say anything, don't say anything. And then to <sighs> the other tribe, he's on our tribe. We'll we'll take care of him. And the also the other thing that I think that was interesting is everybody thinks John or thought John was the one running the show on that tribe. So it's very that, interesting. And it's also too of uh, if you don't like someone, then put that seed in everybody's mind that they're running the show because then everybody's going to want to go after that person. Mm-hmm. So even though Josh, from the viewer perspective, is clearly running it, you know everybody thinks he's running the show, so let's go after the big guy. Let's change the, the course. Let's protect the women in that sort of thing. Yeah, see, I don't even know if I would say that everyone knows that Josh is running the show. No one does. I think that's what's so interesting yeah. about him is that – he is basically the point person for everyone to go to, but he's not making anyone feel nope. like he's telling them what to do, no. which is really smart. And he's playing well. Yeah. And I could see where John probably thought he had some pull. And yeah. It, it was interesting that everyone just assumed that. Well, and then did, and after, so he said, like, I'll knock your, I would knock your teeth out. Julie was just like, John. <gasps> and made, you know, with her hand, like, Shut up, like around her throat, like shut up, like right. what are you doing? Yeah. Like you idiot. Like, she already what had are a good cry, and she's probably feeling a little bit better. And now here she is again in yeah. the hot seat because of John. And and all the women's faces were like, oh my, disgusted, and all the men were just like, you fool, you yeah. idiot. Yeah, it was again, Julie. I felt I felt bad for her because you know what is she supposed to do? She's just like this you feel is bad. My boyfriend. You, you feel bad to her to a certain extent, but then it's also like you're the one choosing to date him. Yes, that is true. That yeah. is like I said, that might not be the case after the show airs. And I, I really <laughs> think that the good strategy on this season would be if she plays the. You know what? I'm going to break up with him. I'm going to break up with him. <laughs> I think it's a I great that's idea. Great. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. So everyone walks off to their perspective camps mm-hmm. and at this point it is so clear that John has got a huge target on yes. his back. I mean it was palpable and he, you could see for the first time his almost sense of vulnerability mm-hmm. and fear. Like yeah. before that he seemed very comfortable and he thought you could I don't know sense that he thought he, he was okay and this all of a sudden was just like you know and then he even says 
But hey, I've got an idol. Mm-hmm. It's like a free pass. The idol, I think, is sometimes the biggest curse. <laughs> Remember when we used to argue over whether we liked the idol or not? Oh, God. This is so far deep into the whole idol thing that it's not even a matter of liking it anymore. It's just the pros and cons of having one. Yeah, I think it's almost the curse of when you have an idol. It's total curse. I, you know what? If there's some fan out there who could do this... Give us the percentage of people that go home with the idol. What is the percentage of people that have an idol and don't use it and go home with it? Right. Of people who actually have an idol. Compared- or just a number. Like how many yeah, people how many actually people, did you that? Don't need to go, how many people have gone and left with an idol in their pocket as a souvenir? I right. I, that would be great to know. It's crazy. Yeah, so when uh, they get back to camp, I just I, I love the cinematography on Survivor so much. There was like this beautiful moment where like this huge massive wave comes cascading over and there's a big i don't know barracuda or something and it was huge and there's a, a seagull flying over and the music was just like whoa it was like this almost spiritual moment yeah. when they're walking to their beach and i those moments always kind of like take me out of the show a little bit but then i try to you know, think psychology uh, in a, in, a, in a terms of psychology mm-hmm. where, like, what are they trying to say with this big <laughs> crashing wave? Was it perhaps a sign that John and his power, this big, huge, powerful guy, was about ready to meet his demise? Like, uh, I love those moments. Or, Thank you for making those happen, by like the way. When you see, like, the insects get eaten by another insect or, like, that sort of thing. <laughs> or the alligator that chomped the fish tonight. Yeah, or last night. Um, let's see. So Baylor and John, uh, says John, uh, actually scared her, right? Mm-hmm. That is, that, you never want to mm-hmm. make a female feel that way yeah. on Survivor or anywhere for that matter. But yeah. when you're in a closed environment like that with a huge man who scares you, mm-hmm. it just, it creates this atmosphere where it becomes a very real situation mm-hmm. where a man can literally scare a woman. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I mean, I could see her working towards getting him out of there. Well, in the moments where, you know, he really did think he was kind of in control in this moment where he, he went to the women and said, you know, I know I'm a huge target, but I'm going to make them vote for someone else. So then when all us guys vote together, if by some chance they somehow sway votes, they're not going to vote for me. They're going to vote for, um, what, did, what was it, Dale? Dale. Dale. Yeah, he took Dale. You know, I have to say John was very smart. He was smart. Trying to sway the attention to Dale. But he just wasn't with it realizing that he wasn't liked, you know, or or that these girls... How could he not know he wasn't liked? Or not that, not that he wasn't liked, but... What his his lack of connection was, yes, he's being really smart. What he was doing was, on paper, strategically really smart with the women. It was very smart. But the disconnect is these women don't like you. You have been disrespectful to women the entire time. Why Why are they they going to go with you? you? (laughs) You know, That's very true. All they have to do is go to Dale and say, hey, Rocker told us he's going to vote for you. Oh, I keep hitting the table. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. The sound person is like totally freaking out right now. Good job, Marissa. Justin. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, Marissa. Justin, is... you're so excited. I, I know. Yeah, I get, I get so it. animated. It's the Italian in me. Justin's so such a big Survivor <sighs> fan. It's crazy. Um, let's see. So, Here, oh, I was gonna say, I want. I'm ready when you're ready to get into why I think it was a mistake to vote him off. Oh, yeah. 
Um, let me see if there's anything. Well, I take well, a lot Josh, of notes. Josh, I watch I'm show. sure Josh, he was the one that he flipped the whole script. <clears throat> right. Well, I mean, the second they walked into tribal council, the first thing I, I, I wanted, I wanted John to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I could tell that, okay, here's a moment. Tribal council, Jeff Probst, the way he is yeah. and the way he makes people show their cards. I was like on the edge of my seat, just waiting for someone to make John insecure so that he would play his and idol. And I thought Jacqueline did that. I did too. Because when Jacqueline was talking, you could see Josh's face like, shut up. Right. But Josh's answer what brought it, it back. It saved it. I mean, from what we saw, we know Tribal is a lot longer. But mm-hmm. Jacqueline was being an idiot. And Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I keep hitting the table. Jacqueline was being an idiot and basically being like, oh, no, I think that we're going to do something different. Duh. Right. And Josh saved it by being like, I don't know what she's talking about. You know, we got, we're doing what we're doing. She's being dumb. Yeah. His answer was was so strategic and good that it, I don't think that was maybe the moment, but it was very good to try and save what Jacqueline was throwing out there. Yeah. I was like, Jacqueline, you dumbass. Yeah. What are you doing? Okay. So we got to see that Jacqueline's not very smart. I mean, really, Aww. like, if you want to get rid of somebody... You don't give them any inkling. Especially when you've already heard that they have an idol. Yeah. The last thing you should ever do is give them a reason to play it. What was she thinking? She wasn't. She wasn't. I mean, I when she said it, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, what? It man, there been, it goes. It would have been, the girl should be like, you know, we're down and out. It's one of us two going home. Yeah, this we already sucks. know. You guys are idiots. Why do you keep voting the girls off? You know, John Rockers and da 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 And then you say, we know one of us girls is going to go. Play that card. Yeah, done. But John didn't play the idol. Yeah. But how? So why he was, do you think? Yeah. That getting rid of him was a bad okay, idea. Well, I first think he didn't play that because I think Josh made him feel secure enough. Well, of course, yeah. And I think Josh, how easy was it for him to rally everybody to get John out? It was basically up to Josh. Do we get one of the girls or do we get John? I want. I feel in my heart of hearts that, you know, we should get John out. I'm going to flip the script and get John out and keep Baylor for a third week in a row. He's protecting Baylor every every week. Mm-hmm. Here's why I think in Blood Which versus was the Water. Plan. That in, was the plan. In this season of Blood versus Water, I think why it would be smart to have kept John Rocker. If you make the argument of if we keep John Rocker, we are saving our loved ones on the other tribe because if we keep John Rocker, who's going to go home if they lose a challenge? Julie. So if you keep John Rocker on your tribe, if the other tribe loses, Josh's boyfriend Reed is safe. Missy is safe. Baylor's mom is safe. All these people who have loved ones on the Blue Tribe are protecting their loved ones by keeping John Rocker in the game. Because if that Blue Tribe loses, who are they going to vote off? Julie. Not necessarily. To spite John Rocker. To spite John Rocker. That's how I I interpret it a little bit. I don't I mean, I think the last Blood versus Water, that was definitely the case. If you lost your loved one, you're safe. Yeah. But I think this time around, with the way Exile Island is set up, mm-hmm. that there's an option where it might not be that way. But don't you think, though, if John Rocker stayed in and Blue lost next week, there would be a huge contingency and a huge rallying to say, let's screw John Rocker by getting Julie out of the game? I don't know. You don't think so? I think it would. See, I don't, I don't, I can't, I mean, we'll never know, yeah. but I just think that what happened at the beginning of this episode really was foreshadowing to the possibility that everyone might accept that Julie is going to play her own game. Hmm. Um, Interesting. 
who knows? I yeah, mean, I we'll, know. we'll never know. I know. I'm just kind of glad that he's gone. Yeah. I did have to say that um, when he exited, I felt myself like uh, this, like kind of anxiety, like waiting for a huge, massive blow up. Yeah. Or some smart remark on the way out something to kind of like tell everyone hey you know screw you guys but he was humble very he was extremely humble and i actually respected him for that yeah he i was totally to thrown jeff. off by that he went to jeff and he said you know well played they mm-hmm. got me and then in his confessional it was kind of like you know what they got me and it was like he was so humble he was and i think and i was thinking about it i was thinking i was like this guy's a professional baseball player like survivor is a huge deal but to him, it's not as big of a deal as it is for someone who's just a Joe Schmo like me. But he hasn't played baseball in a while. I know, but I'm saying he has these life. He got kicked out of the league. He has these crazy he? life experiences. That Survivor is one of those. But you know, okay, he got out third. He doesn't care. I mean, Whereas, he, like, he's you, very competitive yeah. by nature. The yeah. Athletes are like that. So, but here's the the flip side know. of what I was saying about strategically why it would be a benefit to keep him for Josh to get rid of him. Josh knew that John was a wild card and he couldn't necessarily control John and now he has the entire tribe he's controlling. Right. So Josh I mean, Baylor is Josh his up his butt at this point. Well, <laughs> and I think we saw some foreshadowing of Baylor possibly eventually down the line making a move against Josh. Because I think she has seen now three times in a row he's made moves against her without her knowing, right. but still saving her and that saying, I have to play my game, not Josh's game anymore. I got to play. I'll work with him. I'll play with him. But now I'm not playing a game for me and Josh and playing my game, which to hear that from Baylor, I like that because I want to see her make some moves. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. And I, I love the, the little shot where they showed her poor little knee. <laughs> so banged up. <laughs> She's like picking her little scab. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she. I hope she makes some moves. I I see some potential in Baylor. I don't know why, but I just have like a gut feeling that she is a player. Like I feel like she's going to play the game, and I hope she does. Yeah, I'm still curious to see how Jeremy's going to end up playing this thing out because every week I see him get more and more aggressive mm-hmm. and say bigger and bolder things to everyone, not just in his confessionals. Yeah, and it's yeah. the one thing I do like about Blood vs Water that we got last time is it's going to be interesting to see if it starts becoming the. The pairs versus the non-pairs and like all that sort of dynamic of who is going to start teaming up and, and cross tribes and the exile, what exile alliances may be forming and all that sort of thing. So it's I like the dynamic of it. I like it I'm, still. I'm enjoying the season so much because it's not just the clear cut, get rid of everyone's loved ones yes. and, and be an alliance. And what I also like about it a lot is typically like when you think of Survivor Palau, when you have tribes that typically win, 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 it's so easy for them to just pick off the entire tribe that's against them. That's not going to happen this season because you have those extra layers of loved ones. Mm-hmm. So the loved one twist inherently makes it so that tribes will not pick each other off one by one. Right. I think it inherently does that. Right. You know? You know what? Did we ever... Yeah. So (laughs) I just have a question here. Totally off topic. Did we ever (laughs) figure out who it was? There was a viewer um, of After Buzz last season who said that there was one of us who kept saying literally all the time. Oh, my gosh. And And I said it was Ryan. Have I been saying literally a lot? No, no, no. And I... On the way here... I was listening to a radio program and this woman kept saying literally like over and over and over. And I was so aggravated by it. And I realized that I never found out who it was I think that it was someone Ryan. was talking about. I think about. it was Ryan. Well, of course, it, he's not here. 
And he's it was literally him. not here. He's totally literally <laughs> not here. So, Next week. I cannot wait for the three of us to be back and see how this goes. I know. I know. And, and next week. The you teaser know what, Ryan? for next week, I got to say, oh, yeah. I am so excited to find out what Jeff was talking about mm-hmm. when he said, um, you know, uh, what was it? Drew? Was it Drew? Drew. Drew. Yeah. Drew says to him. None of my teammates have any balls to bring this up, Jeff, but mm-hmm. I got to say it. And Jeff's like, oh, I love these moments. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell. I'm excited. <laughs> I, what, what do you think it could have been? I have no idea. We'll have to see. I, I mean, seriously, this is like. I think it's going to be something stupid because he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I think it's going to be like. Down. <laughs> I think it's going to be like at the tribal council when uh, I can't even remember her name. That blonde chick with the big boobs, young girl, said she wanted cookies. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> a couple seasons back. Right. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, Justin, where can everyone find you? Uh, Justin F. Walter on Twitter and Instagram and all that sort of good stuff. And you know what, Ryan? Even though we do miss you, I love doing the show with just Jerry, so you better watch your back. Ooh, shame on you. <laughs> and you can find me at Jerry Manthe on Twitter. I just joined Vine. i got to check this Whoa. out. Whoa. I heard it's a big thing. I'm going to have to try it out. Um, or jerrymanthe.com for all the latest Jerry stuff. But thank you. You guys go on YouTube. Give us some comments. Show us some love. Give us some advice. Whatever you think you need to tell us. Go ahead and do that on YouTube. We love reading that stuff. Boom. So we will see you next week for another Survivor Recap. Dun, dun, dun. Yay! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. <laughs> 